appreciate your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Appreciate your smiling faces being in the house of the Lord. God is good. And uh, praise God. We're going to turn to Matthew, the sixth chapter. Guys, it's just so good to be a child of God. I got up this morning, and I'll tell you the basis of just about everything I preach. I, I feel like the heart of God is to, to fill you up with every bit of what He's paid for. Uh, I, it, it breaks my heart. I may, you may read me a lot of different ways, whether it's the tone of my voice, the look on my face, but I want you to be filled up with all God's goodness. I think about this throughout the day. I pray about it when I pray that God would just break every chain of the enemy in your life. Don't tell me there's not chains in this house. There are. Amen. Sometimes, like Brother Bob was saying, God takes us through some difficulties, allows us to to maybe drives us into the wilderness. Amen. Get us to dig deeper than we ever dug. And, and I'd say the person who's in the most danger today of just being deceived is the one that says, Ah, I did all that. Listen, we're in this end time, and I believe God wants to do everything Brother was talking about, perfect us. and Stop wasting time and start getting into what God has for us. Amen. So we're turning to Matthew 6. I appreciate people here today that are hungry. And then understand that. Understand that we're just here to help. We're here to help you get as close to God as you possibly can. Father, we love you. Thank you for wanting us to be close to you. Thank you for loving us more than we we can comprehend, God. Lord, you are such a holy God. and, And Lord, that you would draw us to you and not only draw us, but change us and strengthen us and build in us and help us to grow, God. This world has broken us. This world has bound us. So many circumstances, situations, Lord, from our lives that have left us, Lord, just a mess. But, God, you come to give life. And, Lord, I thank you for your word. Help us, I pray, to hear with ears of the Spirit, to see with eyes of the Spirit, to understand. And, God, to apply it to our lives that we can be doers of your word. We thank you for it, Lord. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew 6, verse 22. It says, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thine whole body shall be full of light. But if thine eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. God bless you. You can be seated. Jesus in uh, these three chapters, uh, 5, 6, and 7, we see the Sermon on the Mount. And I believe there is. It may seem like it's all over the map, but there is a, a topic, a theme of those chapters. And it is the true righteousness of God. He's coming to the people of God that have been going through the motions of religious uh, rituals and routines, and but it never changed their hearts. And Jesus is revealing to them the true nature of what it means to be right, what it really means to be righteous. He tells them, 
you see all these Pharisees and Sadducees, if your righteousness does not exceed their righteousness, you don't have it. God's got righteousness for us that comes through the blood of Jesus Christ, comes through the power of His Spirit, comes through the change of our heart. And as we look at these uh, three chapters, a lot of this is, is pretty straightforward, but as it is with the Word of God, I want to help somebody here today recognize that if you're reading through the Word of God and you come across a, chap, a verse or a few verses or maybe a, a whole portion of Scripture and you say, that, uh, that's uh, hard for me to understand, you're not dumb. Amen. Nothing wrong with you. Praise God. I, I find myself with some people saying, hey, uh, I don't get this and, and I don't understand this. And I, I'll tell them many times, you know, this is, uh, this, the way this is worded is a little tough. So let's dig into it a little bit. And that's what we're going to do this morning. You know, don't be too hard on yourself. I want to help somebody recognize that when you read uh, uh, some of the writings of Peter in his epistles, his letters... That he even says, you know, Paul talked about what I'm telling you right now. In all his letters, he tells you this. Some of them aren't so easy to understand, but he's saying the same thing I'm saying. So Peter can look at Paul and say, you know what? Uh, not everything that he wrote in his letters is just real easy to understand. Don't you worry about it. Just dig in, pray about it, ask some questions. You'll be all right. So the light of the body is the eye. If thine eye be single, the whole body be full of light. If the eye be evil, the whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light is in thee, be darkness. How great is that darkness? Some of you uh, are saying, I, I think I, I can get a little bit of that, but I think there's more to it. Maybe there is. If we, many times, we come to a portion of Scripture like this, the most important thing you can do is to look at its context. Look what it is. What, what is... God talking about so much of what we read in the Bible. It's it's been pulled apart by people. It's been pulled out of context, and and uh, more than ever, even this morning, I was thinking about just making up a, a, a just writing some things. I don't know if it would be a series of teaching or maybe uh, end up being a book of some kind. But all the different things I've heard that people are are just commonly say this is what this Bible verse is, and and quote it all the time, and think you know what that has nothing to do with what you th are saying it means. You're taking that like it has been for many, many times, completely out of its context, applying it to what you want it to mean, rather than what was really being said. And that's dangerous. And let me tell you something about the Bible. God's got, God's got, it's His way's best. What He is intending is so much better than what you want it to say. So more you know about it, the more blessed you'll be. Amen. I, I talk to people all the time. Well, I don't think I agree with that. Really? What, what Bible verse do you have that tells you that that's not right? Oh, I didn't say I saw it in the Bible. I just don't agree with it. Oh, wow. Well, what does God think about it? Never thought about that. I'm more worried about what I think about it. Let's look at what God thinks about it. Context. This, this, this chapter begins talking about prayer, talking about giving, talking about fasting. Amen. When you fast, thank God for those who are fasting today. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for that. When you pray, when you give, not if, but when, amen, 
And the idea that Jesus is bringing forth to the people of God, He's saying, when you do these things, are you doing them for the right motive? Amen. If not so much as doing it right, but why are you doing it? That's real righteousness. You can say all you want, hey, I do this, I pray, I give, good. But how do you see them? Are you seeing them as a way to say, hey, look at me, I'm a Christian. Look at me, I'm righteous. Or you do, do you do these things with a heart to serve God? Amen. Is it all right when so, nobody says thank you? Is it all right? You can say, well, I don't like that. I'm not liking it either. But you know what? It's not going to stop me from doing what's right. Amen. How do you feel when people don't notice? He said, you have your reward. When you pray, don't go through vain repetitions. When you give, don't try to make a big scene about it that everybody can say, wow, look at you. Amen. Hallelujah. When you fast, don't look like you're about to die, if at all possible, and try to let people see how how righteous you are. Do you see your service toward God as a service toward God, or do you see it as an opportunity to be noticed and appreciated? The praise of men. You have your reward, he said. And it goes on goes on in Matthew 6 to verse 19 says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves break through to steal and steal. Now we're looking at something else. We're not we're looking at the motives of our service to God, our giving, our praying, our fasting. Now we're looking at our possessions. How do you see those? So don't let this be where your treasure is. Thank God for His blessings in your life. But He says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. I've got a few things in this world, but you know what? They're not that important to me. Those things are going to break, they're going to, they're going to rust, they're going to break down, and I'm not going to lose a lot of sleep over that. Amen. I'm not saying don't keep things nice, but I'm saying if that's where your treasure is, and your focus is not on the things of God. Amen. That that's what you, that's the most important thing. Amen. I'm not going to let things steal my victory. I'm not going to let possessions cause me to have a materialistic view of my life and my purpose. Amen. Somebody else is blessed. Thank God. God bless them. Sometimes something goes wrong in my life. Oh, well, that's just life. But where's your heart? Is your heart? How do you see the things that God has blessed you with? You know, down a little bit farther past our, our text, he starts talking about worry. Verse uh, 31 in Matthew 6. Take no thought, saying, "Where? what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? Obviously, there's some responsibilities we have in this world, but, but the cares of this life consume too much of your time. Too much of 
your day is concerned with worrying about what if this happens and what if that happens and what if things go wrong. And he says to them, for all these things do the Gentiles seek. This is just what being worldly means. Being before Jesus ever came into your life. This is how this world's mentality, how its philosophy is. Looking at things and trying to build up greater treasures and trying to seem more important to people because of the things you possess and worrying about what's going to happen with them. He said, that's not my kingdom. That's not what a child of God has his focus on. Amen. His focus is on God's will for his life. God's direction. What God sees. For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you'd have need of all these things. God knows what you need. When you start allowing anxieties and fears and worry to, to work on you, it's time to change your focus. What's your focus in prayer? What's your focus in giving? What's your focus in fasting? Amen. What is your focus on things, possessions, this world? This is what we're talking about when we come to our text in Matthew 6, verse 22. When it's talking about the eye, again, what you'll always see people stumbling over is they are, Jesus is using his terminology and he's, he's not talking about a physical eye. He's talking about your spiritual eyesight. He's talking about what, how, you, how you see things, how you, how you perceive. That old you that used to look at things a different way, that's not you anymore. What's your focus? How do you see the situations in your life? What are you looking at when you come into church? What are you looking at when God brings you into another season of your life? Amen. Your vision is going to control your life. When God gets a hold of you, He's going to change your outlook. He's going to change the way you see things. Amen. Not in a selfish manner. Not in a what are people thinking about me kind of manner. But how is God using this for His glory? How is God working in this? That you can go through one of the hardest battles you never thought you'd have to face. That you prayed, God, don't ever lead me down this road. And God starts taking you by the hand down that, down that place. And you start saying, you know what, God? Let me see what you want me to see. Let me have eyes that see what you're trying to show me. Amen. Where once I'd be afraid, now I'm saying, God, I'm in your hands. Where once I'd be complaining, now I'm saying, God, here I am. Take control. Hallelujah. He shows you things. He changes the way you perceive. Amen. If your eye is focused on the light, the, the light comes in and will affect your whole body. Your focus on your situation will either change your life for good or cause you to look back. Amen. Cause you to be more carnal, more self-centered, and more like what you, what you came from rather than where you're going. Amen. Hallelujah. The light of the body. 
You, the light of the God's life is going to be going to be determined by your focus. Now look what he says. It's so important to to you that your vision is focused on God. But look what he says. This is the the key to these two verses. Is if therefore thine eye be single, focused. I know you pray. God bless you. But what's your focus? Say, oh, hey, listen to me. Don't you cut me down. I'll tell you what. Don't you try to criticize me. I pray. Hey, I'm telling you, I, the atheist prays when he goes through a hard time. Amen. Now, I heard, I heard it say, old, old, uh, saying is there's no atheist in foxholes in a, in a war. Amen. When you're getting bombed, everybody's praying. Amen. The question is, what's the focus of your life? Is it singly put on God? This one thing have I desired, the psalmist said, and that will I seek after. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Say, oh, I can, I can point to a lot of good things. Oh, I give, and I, I'm even part of this fasting chain, and I, and I do this. Good, good, good. Those are all good things. But is it, is, are you focused on God? Because oh, this is what, we, what this verse is getting to. Jesus is important to me. A lot of folks uh, think Christians are naive. Oh, you know what? You don't. I've, I've got a life I've got to live. I can't just be all about prayer and Jesus. And no, I'll tell you what. You read your Bible. It'll tell you how to walk. Amen. It'll talk, tell you how to live. It'll tell you how to be wise. Praise God. You know, he said, be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Amen. We're not walking through our lives with our eyes closed and saying, okay, Jesus, you'll take... No, no, no. But your focus is on God. You're in this. You're in this. If I get blessed today and somebody says, hey, I've got a blessing for you. Oh, thank you, Lord. I don't want that to consume me. I don't want that to think that changes the status of my lifestyle. If something's taken from me, that doesn't change me either. Amen. My focus is on, okay, God, what are you doing in this? I want my character, my light, my life to be full of light. But hear me now. Jesus is talking about somebody who's got a singular focus in every part of their lives. He goes on in the very next verse. No man, hear it now. He's talking to those people that, yeah, they, you know, Herod loved the preacher. Did you know that? Herod said, John the Baptist, whoo, I love a man of just tell it like it is. I lo- oh, he goes out there and he tells them, you're a generation of vipers, you hypocrites, bring forth fruit. to." He loved to hear John. And then John got on his sin. John pointed at him and said, you know what? That wife that you have, that's not your wife. That's your brother's wife. That's not God's will. Amen. He said, you know what? I'm not tired of this preacher. We're going to get his head on a platter. Amen. Hey, you can, you, can, uh, you can dabble in things, but when God looks at your life, He's going to say, you can't serve two masters. God's not going to be in competition with your life, your goals, and your lifestyle. When you recognize and realize and wake up to the fact that God's going to enhance and bless every part of your life, you're not going to feel like God's trying to take anything from you. 
You're not going to feel like you've got to be in a tug of war. Okay, I'll give you so much, God. But when you realize, God, if there's something in my life that, that you don't like, you've got something so much better for me that you can just continue to be blessed. Hallelujah. Are you blessed today? Aren't you thankful what God's done in your life? Amen. We're not naive. We're not walking around acting like we don't know what it takes to, to, to work for a living and to have a home. And to, but when your focus is on God's will in my home and in my life, it just, it's just all better. It's all better. Jesus said, no man can serve two masters. You'll either hate the one and love the other or else hold to the one and despise the other. And he says you cannot serve God and mammon. It's money. I don't think money's the, the only thing he's talking about, but he makes it very clear that's a big problem in a lot of people's lives. That you have to look at and say, hey, am I free of that? I want God to be first in my life. I want God. Sometimes it seems like, God, what if, if you leave me this way, how many have been there? If you leave me this way, I'm going to lose my friends or I'm going to lose my job. Or I'm gonna, and you know what? God said, you just trust me. You just please me, and I'm, I'm going to take care of you. And if you lose that one, i got a better one for you. Anybody know I'm telling the truth? Amen. If, if, you, if you feel like uh, somebody's going to leave you, they probably find, you're going to find out they've been pulling you down, holding you back long enough. i got better friends for you than that. Amen. Amen. No man can serve two masters. We talked last week, and I think it's very similar in a way. In Wednesday, we talked about which way you're facing but I want to talk about how we see things for a little while. How are we looking at things? How do you look at sin? How do you look at your sin? See, I know how you see everybody else's sins. It's easy to condemn others. But you don't understand what I've been through. Amen? Oh, we can, we can uh, be okay with the sin in our friends, but, but our enemies, they're just uh, they're lost. You know, don't even bother. We can have mercy. God, I want lots of mercy. But when somebody else is struggling, you know, it's a little harder to say, hey, God's being very patient with them. Help us, Lord. But when you can start having, Lord, you look at me. Somebody was saying this morning, and I think both the testimonies actually were were just... Along those lines, God, here's where, how I'm thinking. Here's how I'm looking. God, you look at me. I hope that was what you were praying. It's what I was praying this morning when we were singing the songs and just coming in the presence of God. Lord, you, you, am I, am I giving you my all? God, is there more of me? You can be sure if I'm up here exhorting or preaching something and saying, you know what, is it all? If Jesus just came for you today, if he came for all of us today, is there one thing you wish you would have got taken care of? It's because I just got done saying, God, is there one thing in me? This isn't something to preach at other people. This is something we need in our lives. To say, God, I don't want to be deceiving myself. It's so easy. So easy to justify. I see so much of people today more than ever. It used to be. Listen now. I'm talking about the church now. The outside of the church, you know, I I don't uh I just don't expect a whole lot. People are uh, 
don't know and they need God. They need to be to see God no matter what they're no matter how they're dealing with it. I want to shine a light to them and uh, and show them there's hope. Amen. But there's a we're living in a day. I know you can see it in the word of God. You always can. But Jeremiah talked about about people that couldn't blush. Amen. People that that just, uh, oh, you know, nobody's perfect. Yeah, but you ought to be excited about it. Don't brag about it. Amen. You're you know, you stumble. Fine. But don't don't have a, a an added casual attitude about it. Well, I struggle with things. Well, are you struggling or did you just give up and say, OK, I guess this part of me. God have mercy on me. Amen. It's just how I, this is kind of a weakness for me. Uh, do you hate it? Do you, do you pray against it? Do you do everything you can? Oh, someday I'm going to lay this down. Someday I'm really going to get right. Why are you believing a lie someday rather than saying, you know what? God, be merciful to me today and fight against sin in your life. How do you see sin? If you're seeing it like God sees it, you're going to see it through the blood-stained eyes that, that, the, that the blood poured out of His brow through the crown of thorns to, to pay for that sin. Amen. Can't take it lightly. Lord, I, when was the last time you just spent time on your knees saying, God, from the top of my head, the soles of my feet, to every part of my, my heart? You say, what do you mean by that? Are you talking about... about Works? Are you talk- I'm talking about examining your life. What I look at. What I say. What I think on. My, my, my time that I spend. Brother, I've been through things already in my life that I didn't know if I was going to have another day. And I said, God, if you want me to breathe a different way, I just want to be right. I don't know how many of you have ever been in a situation. I tell you, you shouldn't have to be down that road. You can just go ahead and do it today. But God, I don't care. You say, well, I don't understand why that would have anything to do with anything. When you get to a spot where you say God is everything. And I'm not ready to fight with God. I'm not ready to try to justify myself. I just want to be fully submitted and surrendered to His best will for my life. My life. Are you hearing me today? Single. Focused on Jesus. Can't serve two masters. How do I look at my my life, my sin? You know when Jesus taught us to pray in, in these chapters of the uh, of the Sermon on the Mount, he says after this manner. I don't believe he meant us to repeat it. But he starts off saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Do you come into God's presence and say, You're a holy God? Where does that put you and me? You better be thanking God for the blood of Jesus. But also saying, God, you're so holy. Lord, make me holy. And that's exactly what the next line is. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You going to be talking like that on the street of gold? Are you going to be carrying around your addictions, your habits? Amen. Oh, God understands. God wants to set you free. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. Do we take Jesus seriously or don't Don't we? Are we focused singly on Him? Are we loving ourselves more than we love God? 
Hey, it's not overwhelming. Just give it to God and get, take one day at a time. Take, he's going to love you. He's going to help you. Amen. You look around. It's what God is doing in us. We already talked about a little bit how we, how our sight is, how we perceive. Is it single? Is it light or is it darkness? Is it God or is it us? What about your trial? What about your trial? What about what you're facing? Can you say, God, teach me, take me by the hand, lead me. God, give me ears to hear. Or are you too busy saying it's not fair, it's not right, I don't deserve this, I might struggle, my suffering you? You know what? If God gave you a life without any of that, he'd have to apologize to every other character in his Bible. Because you don't see easy. You don't see easy street in the Word of God. You see taking up a cross. You see thinking not strange concerning the fiery trials which are to try you. Because you know what? They're going to work in you. Amen. That we thank God in all things. That, that count in all joy when you fall into different kind of temptations and tests and trials. Do you, how do you look at when things get difficult? How do you look at it? I know this Bible's full of miracles, but it's full of suffering. Amen. It's full of weeping indoors for a night, but joy coming in the morning. Amen. It's full of people that have to face the battles. And, and every battle is not going to be wasted on you. It's not about your comfort zone. It's about your character. And when you can look at things and say, you know what? This isn't easy for me. God might just be doing something great in you. I'm not trying to be uh, harsh. My, my heart is filled with compassion when I see people hurting. But when, and, and we can cry together. We can, we can weep together. We can pray together. And I'm praying for you and every one of you. And, and when you're going through it, I feel that burden all through my day, just like you do when other people are. I, I know that. But, but when we get the idea, oh, it's just not right. It doesn't fair. It doesn't make any sense. I think you, you don't have, you're not being kingdom minded. You're not being, you're, you're looking at things with, not with that single vision because you just pick up your Bible and read every day and you're going to see somebody been going through it. You say, oh, wow, isn't this amazing? Look at all this hope and peace and just all those promises Paul is pouring out in that. Is this a prison epistle? I don't remember. A Roman prison? Huh. Okay. Go on and on. He's looking. Oh, look at this psalm and just just the beauty of it being poured out in my life and just oh, it's just giving me so much hope and so much confidence in God and oh, wait a minute, is this where he was hiding from Saul for his life in a cave, <laughs> running for his life? Oh, is this when Absalom, his own son, ran him off the throne and and has the whole nation hunting him like an animal? Is that where I'm getting all the hope to say, God, it, just get this over with because it's not fair? Is that the verse I'm using? God help us. How do you see your trial? If you can start, stop, start looking with eyes of the Spirit and say, God, help me stop looking in my flesh and help me say, God, what are you trying to teach me here? 
You could be so much farther this year than you ever were. You say, well, I'd like the other option. There is No, let God lead you. The option, the easy option. I get to heaven, trouble free. You need to, I need to check your Bible. What version are you reading? Amen. I don't think it's a Bible. Well, help us, Lord. Verse Matthew 6, verse 33, we, we read it a lot. We quote it a lot. It's, verse 33 says, seek ye first, but seek ye first, right? But seek ye first. It's written that way because of the context of it. Because he's saying, you know what, when all these people are worried about everything that goes along with living and they're consumed in their anxieties and their fears, instead of that, seek God first. He says, but seek ye first, almost as if instead, do this instead of that. Seek God's will instead of worry. Why are there so many people in church so lack? The Bible says the righteous are bold as a lion. Why is, to be honest, to be brutally honest, why are there so many insecure people that are so worried about What's going down? What's going to happen? What's coming against us? What are people thinking? What are people looking at? What are they saying? They don't have confidence. You don't have to live that. You know, these people stood up before governments and said you could take everything, including my head off my shoulders. They had some boldness. It's not. I don't see it. I don't see it in this generation. I don't see people with that singular vision that says no matter what, I'm not going to lose my, 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 my victory. I'm not going to lose my attitude. I'm not going to justify all the times I continuously just fail and fall and stumble and say, well, that's just the way everybody. Not everybody. There's people that are focused on God that are saying, you know what? God's teaching me. God's leading me. God's helping me. It's not easy. Didn't say it was easy. Amen. It's not going to be easy. But that you see it. You see it in the light of God. That your life is filled with that light. Oh, I say, God, every day, God, help me to bring something across that helps people get free. Free of all that, the, the, the depression. Free of all the anxiety. Free from all the, 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 the thinking the worst and the suspicion and the contention. The pride that doesn't belong in us. Not in this last day. Not what we're up against. God wants you to be, God wants to help you to be free. And it has so much to do with your perception, with your sight. If I asked you, what, what kind of miracles do you think about when you think about Jesus walking through the streets? I'm sure it's got to be, if not number one, close to number one. Oh, he heals the blind. I was blind, but what now I see is uh, him after him. And, 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 man, he touches the blind man. Just always. I know he does lepers and, and, and the, the dumb and the deaf. and all, but, but, oh, he's... Why is it so much about blind people? I believe there's a reason for that. I believe he's trying to get us to understand. In fact, in one time he healed a blind man, the man that was born blind. He started to go right into some teaching about those Pharisees. How they can't, They're blind, but they don't want to admit it. 
And when you can recognize that you're not seeing things the way you need to see it, that's when you can start to make a difference. Your life. A lot of the battles that are down in your heart. A lot of the battles that are keeping you from having the victory. Amen. You're going home carrying weights. You're going home with worry. You're going home with, with, with flesh, negativity, and contention, and always something. God wants to liberate you from that. God wants to set you free that you can have joy, real joy, real peace. I love it. It don't make sense. You can give me a thousand reasons why you don't love somebody here today. I'll tell you, I'd give you 10,000 why God shouldn't love me. But when you see things like God sees them, when you start seeing them with, with light and not darkness, hallelujah, it'll change your life. Christian, how you look at your day today will affect your attitude, will affect the light in your life, will affect your victory. When you start seeing this world, seeing yourself the way God sees you with singularity, with focus, with a love and a devotion to God. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Us getting through this and getting out of here, it's not, there's not an easy route. There's not an easy route. It's a cross. Jesus talked about how we are saved in, in tribulation and trials of our faith. This is the Word of God. The question is, how do you see it? The people that have smiles on their faces right now, it's not because they're naive. It's not because they're foolish and you know better than them. It's because the sight is spiritual sight. And they're saying, whatever i got to face, God, you've got a plan and a purpose in this. You're helping me learn. I, I don't know. Some, somebody looking for an easy way. I'm looking at, excited about learning and growing and being strengthened. Those are great things to me. Those have, have, have weight to me. Those have value to me. That today... Not just in spite of the problems that I've been through, the sacrifices that have to be made and the, the battles that you have to fight, but because of them, I can stand here with confidence in God that I've never had before. Not something fake that you put out there with words. Not something I'm going to get from the latest motivational speaker, the latest person throwing out influencer. I got this from heaven. Amen. That no matter what, no matter what, praise God, you can stand up and say, thank you, Lord, for another day. It's going to be all right. Amen. God, you got a plan. you got a purpose. And I'm excited about it. God's so good. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's bow our heads in prayer. I'm going to ask Sister Katie to come on up and play something. Check your eyesight today. Check how you're looking at things in your life. Be honest. I'll help you any way that I can, but you don't need to confess your sins to me. That's not what this is about. But you need to be brutally honest with yourself and with God. God already sees it. People carrying around so much fear, so much... So much confusion. People carrying it around with them. And God God can make you free. I'm telling you today. That I'm not saying we don't have battles and trials. But 
But you don't have to carry that with you. That's not what God's called you to. It's time to start moving out of that. It's time to start moving and moving on higher ground. And that means you're going to have to look at how you see things. Take two different people in the same service and one person sees one thing and one person sees a completely different outlook. Hearing these testimonies and seeing what God's doing in your life. How God has blessed you and I think sometimes when some of you stand up, I think about what you were. Think about where you've come from and now Nobody, nobody in this world would have thought they'd be standing up and giving God glory. Some of you that have been here the longest, I think about that. Look at what the Lord has done. But we get, we get our vision blurred. We get our vision unfocused. And it's going to affect everything in your life. That's what Jesus was saying. When you're, when you're focused... When your perception, when your vision is right, your whole life will be blessed and strengthened because of your focus, because of your vision. Does the word say without a vision, people perish. Don't lose sight of what God's trying to do. God's working in this last day. Sometimes you don't understand just how God's working, how God's moving in your life, in your family, even in this church. You might have questions. But I'm telling you, if you can focus, seek first the kingdom of God. In spite of all the worries and fears, seek Him first. And God's God's working. What's God doing on your job? What's God doing in your home? What's God doing in the church? Start to focus on God's will. See, it doesn't change you completely. But all that darkness, God, deliver us. Deliver us from it, God, in Jesus' name. Come on, let's find a place to pray. In Jesus' name. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Help us, God. Search us. Search us, God. Every moment I'm awake Oh yes, Lord 
God's going to help Lord, you. I give you my heart. But Lord, help me to have my give focus on you. things trying to pull you down, pull you away. A lot of battles that are underneath the surface in your mind. A lot of struggles you're facing that nobody else can see, but God sees it this morning. Wants to help you be free, really free. To have that confidence that boldness in God that they prayed for in the first church. Now, no matter what happens, Peter told them, you be the judge. Do we obey you or man? There was no question what Peter was going to do. He wasn't worried about what they were saying about him. He wasn't worried if he would end up in jail or or nailed to a cross, which was his final destination that Jesus had already told him would happen. But he said, no, I'm going to obey God. When they told Paul all the things that may come against him, he said, none of these things move me. That's confidence. Confidence that says, I know what my focus is. I know what my focus is. Jesus name. God, I pray for each one here at this altar. Pray for these here in this church, God, that you would help us. Help our vision, Lord. Help our vision to see what you want us to see, to see like you want us to see. Lord, in this life, God, there'll be tribulations and trials, God, but you said be a good cheer. You've overcome the world. Put that good cheer in each one of us, God, that this year, Lord, the light the help, the blessings, the Lord, would just fill our lives. Fill us, Lord, with your best. Let's all stand. And God, I say, pray again, Lord, thanking you for this time together, thanking you for what you're doing in our lives, God. Bless each one today. Keep us safe, Lord, as we travel. Bless the service tonight and keep us safe then as well, Lord. And just bless the Margaret Malholm service this afternoon, Lord. We give you all the thanks and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you, church.